Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. On this episode, we've had another tragic event, a shooting happened at a church in Southern Springs, Texas. Over 25 were killed and over 20 were injured. And obviously that has rightfully um, been on the top of everyone's mind and in the focus of the news the past couple of days. And we're going to talk with Jared Hutchins about just gun ownership and basically what the left is doing what they always do as far as using this to push a gun control agenda. And we also had some other news involving Senator Rand Paul as well, which we will talk about. And, you know, it's it's been somewhat of a busy weekend, and we'll talk about some of that and more all on this episode of Trench Chat. Brian Bledsoe, and it's 
you want to, to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And if you want to read some of my articles on Politics, just go to politics.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And like I mentioned in the beginning, that it definitely has been a very um, heavy week weekend with what has happened in Texas with the shooting down there. And also had other stories as well. And I don't want to really harp on all of these too much because we had a pretty um, uh, lengthy, good conversation with um, Jero um, and definitely want to make sure we uh, have time to play play the whole interview so but um I, I definitely will say off the top what happened down in southern springs i mean just like what happened in las vegas and or even what happened in in new york with the um with the attack there that you know, one thing I'm definitely not going to do is speak that the murderer's name. Um, I don't, you know, this is an an opinion podcast more than anything. This is not like a, a news broadcast. And in my opinion, he doesn't deserve to have his name spoken. Um, what I will tell you, I mean, if you don't know, um, a murderer, this guy, came in and murdered over 25 people at a church in um, Southern Springs, Texas. And it's not like you have to look out for him because he's also dead now. So I really I really have no reason to even bring up his name. Just know that this guy, he's a, he, he was a murderer and we don't, we don't have to worry about him because he's not here anymore. And unfortunately, he took other people um, with him uh, before then. But, you know, someone that I will speak, someone's name I will say is um, Stephen Williford, the man who confronted that shooter, the that murderer, and kept him um, that basically stopped from even more. Um, tragedy to happen and I, I definitely will, will mention him because he deserved to be you know to get some recognition and also the fact that he he's an NRA, NRA member and just you know was a case of a good guy with a gun confronting a bad guy with a gun and yeah, like I said, I, that's someone I, I would mention his name because he deserved it. And I mean, we, we talked more in our interview with Jerry, so I'm not going to really get too much more into it. And also just because, as I mentioned, you have you don't even have time to even give your thoughts and prayers. And also, let me you know, let me say that regardless of what Hollywood wants to say or whatever militant 
atheist, which that's another thing as far as that shooter is showing that he was an atheist and, and, and you can say whatever as far as how that would motivate him and wanting to kill people in a church. But, you know, regardless of what Hollywood or politicians or whoever are saying, wanting to mock about people who want to give their thoughts and prayers just because you don't understand or don't have any respect or don't uh, care for God and want to mock people like me who wants to give our thoughts and prayers. Well, you can mock all you want. And what I would say, you can yeah, you can continue to, to denigrate anyone who wants to offer up their thoughts and prayers um, to God. I will say this, you will find out in the end. And, and you can laugh about it now all you want. But unfortunately, if you continue to go down that path, you you will not get the last laugh. And I actually hope that doesn't happen to you. If if you're listening right now and and are one of those people who uh who don't believe, hear me when I say I'm not saying that I want you to not you know to to have that happen to you where you come to the end of your life and find out that everything that you've been mocking was actually true. I don't want that to happen to you. I actually want you to know the truth that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and that you need to repent from your sin and turn to him. That's what I hope you would do. But what I'm saying, if you don't, you know, you're not going to get the last laugh, but like I said, I'm not, um, just wanted to, just wanted to mention that. Um, and also we had another story that, that happened before this on Sunday that unfortunately kind of went away real quickly, understandably, but, um, what, um, the deserter, um, Bo Bergdahl basically, basically got off scot-free not really i mean I, you know he got a dishonorable discharge and what and and whatnot but he didn't serve any jail time for basically deserting his post and putting the da- putting in danger the lives of um, um his unit which cost some of their lives looking for him and now he's he's you know basically well, he's free. It's, I mean, he's not serving, not going to serve any jail time, and that is definitely a um, that's a very unfortunate. I feel like he he should at least have served some time for for what he what he caused and and his actions and and deserting and leaving his post. But like I said, that um, I think that happened on Friday, and. I, you know, like I said, it's understandable as far as what has happened over the weekend, but I definitely just want to bring that back up and want if people maybe don't didn't hear about it because it did happen like on Friday and then didn't really talk not much talk about it on Saturday, obviously, and then the tragedy on Sunday. But um, then also 
Um, you you had someone attack Senator Rand Paul, which um, when I read that story, that kind of came out of nowhere. Like when I first heard that Senator Paul was attacked, I was one like, okay, was he out and at a rally or something? And then hearing that he was at home, I like was just getting the details little by little and to find out like a, a neighbor just attacked him in his in his yard while he was mowing his lawn you know i was just thinking like wow grandpa mows his own lawn that's actually what i thought about that i don't know why i thought that was so shocking but like <laughs> senator paul actually mows his lawn but um but yeah so he got attacked and then uh on the day it happened I guess the press release saying that he had minor injuries and then to come out a couple, what, a couple of days later and say he's suffering from five broken ribs and how a minor injury is five broken ribs. I I never had a broken rib before, so I don't know, but uh, that's um that sounds pretty serious. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to downplay it because, or maybe they just really didn't know, but uh, hopefully you know, uh, Senator Paul, you know, gets well soon. And yeah, that's, that's serious. I mean, like I said, I, I haven't had it. I don't have any experience in having broken ribs or anything, but that sounds like it hurts a lot. Five of them, especially um, one, let alone five. Wow. And the report saying that the neighbor that attacked him was an avowed socialist, which and given, I mean, anyone who knows about uh, Rand Paul, and if you have a socialist for a neighbor, <laughs> I, and if they ever have discussions on politics, yeah, I can, I can imagine those discussions getting real heated. Having two, two people from basically two opposite ends of the political spectrum. And I guess, you know, I guess this neighbor got to a point where he just got tired of hearing them or whatever and do what leftists do, I guess. <laughs> and when they just because, you know, a lot, what do you, what do you talk about Antifa or whatever? You, you notice that they're so quick to want to be violent to people, uh, pe- to people that they disagree with as opposed to as they say be tolerant but their tolerance only go but so far they only go but to the people that they agree with if you don't agree with them they're not tolerant of you at all and have no problem in being violent towards you just because of a difference of opinion not because you did anything but yeah so like I said, I don't want to get too much into it because I definitely want to make sure we get everything um, with our interview with Jarrah. So, actually, we're going to play a couple of words from our friends with the Founding Project. And after that, we will go straight into our interview with Jarrah Hutchins. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series. We think you will love our new website. 
Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Yep, and we talked with Jerry Hutchins today, um, earlier today, and I, I want to say this before we get into it because I want to make sure I introduce her, even though I do make the introduction later on in the interview. But Jerry Hutchins is the membership and events director at Defender Outdoors, and it's a great place as far as the, you know, the shooting range. I mean, it has a lot to offer. Uh, matter of fact, at the end of the interview, she goes into what things that they have going on, and and it's a great place. You know, she's doing a, a great job there, and I just want to say that um, from the beginning, so you know who you're hearing from from uh, from the beginning of this interview. So, without any further ado, here's Jera. Hello, this Hello. is Trent Chat, and with everything that has been going on in the past couple of days in response to the shooting down in Sutherland Springs, Texas, where you had um people going to church on a on a normal Sunday and and uh, had someone to come inside and just just shoot up in, inside and and killing over 20 people and it was just a tragic situation all around. And unsurprisingly, you had all liberals that are coming out to basically advocate for gun control, as always, whenever some something like this um, sort of event happens. And just uh, wanted to bring on Jerry Hutchins uh, once again and just want to get, get a little more in-depth in talking about, one, about background checks and just about this whole narrative that the left tries to push every time something like this happens. So, um, like I said, we're pleased to have Jerry Hutchins with us. So how you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know this much of a question, just much as a statement, kind of what I just mentioned is that whenever you have something like what just happened um, in Texas or even with uh, what happened in Las Vegas, the left comes out with this narrative, like pretty much immediately now. I mean, it's I've mentioned before. I know we don't want to, to politicize a tragedy. You know, you want to have time to really give, you know, thought to what has happened. But the left is not going to stop. They're they're going to politicize something as soon as it happens. Because for one, they know that it that this is a time to take advantage of people's emotions. And this, you know, like I said, this is more of a statement than a question just because we just keep seeing this and celebrities tweeting out whatever false information or anything to demonize the NRA and whatnot or just gun owners in general. And it just, um, it just is something that I don't, I don't know. It's something that's going to, I don't think it's ever going to go back to where we can actually not get um to not politicize something like this but i just want to ask you i guess given that this is the nature of how things are going 
what should we do as far as the people who are wanting to defend our our right to bear arms? Well, the the fact of the matter is that I mean everybody has a thought on this because it was it's an incredible tragedy. Um, you know, lives were lost, uh, children, you know, in particular, too, were injured and killed. Uh, it's it's the it's nothing that is, you know it's actually very serious, and so I can understand how someone who isn't educated in the world of firearms would automatically want to go. Gosh, we need we need more laws. You know, we need firearms. Clearly, this you know people having these guns isn't working, and that's the problem. The problem is rooted in education. So you've got people like Alyssa Milano and you've got these other celebrities and people all out on social media and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and they're actually put, putting out myths, right? And, and the unfortunate part is when you have a large platform, when you're a celebrity and you have a lot of followers and you have a large platform, people like the sheeple, okay, that don't have an education in, in this realm, they will just believe what the celebrities say because there's just this huge misconception that if you have a lot of followers and you're popular on social media, everything you say is sexual. And that's not true. And Alyssa Milano put a lot of misinformation out there, and she got corrected by the gun community really quick. Um, so what we, what we have to do as gun owners and what we have to do as the Second Amendment community is we have to continue to fight. We have to continue to stand up. We have to continue to speak out all the time uh, with the facts, okay? And the facts are that guns are not the problem. People are the problem. We don't have a gun crisis in the United States of America. We have a mental health crisis in the United States of America, and that is what, you know, need, that's what needs to be addressed. Yeah, and I guess one thing in particular that um, I guess – Alyssa Milano brought up. It's about uh, background checks. I mean, she said a lot, and others have said a lot as well. But it just main reason I brought it up because it's something I actually replied to myself and and put you in it because I just played a, a episode that we that we did you know prior, and um, she was just talking about background checks and saying that uh, long guns or AR-15s are not they don't have background checks in the state of Texas, which I, I knew that was false because in the interview that we did three months ago, I had to do that. So I had to I had to point that out. So I guess I she don't did. want to bring it. She she flat out she flat out said Texas does not require background checks on long guns, which is incredibly false. That's and that's that's not a state regulation, it's a federal regulation. So, you know, federally, we have to do background checks on people that purchase firearms. Um, and as a person who sells guns, you know, I mean, I work at a, a gun store, uh, that, that's just such a false statement. And, and that's how myths come about. And people start believing things is when someone that has a platform like she has flat out lies. And then people start to believe that. You know, she also said that we're one of the states that has some of the most lax gun laws. Um, and and yet, even though, you know, that may or may not be the case, um, I, I feel like you still have to jump through plenty of hoops to get a gun in Texas. Um, but even if we do have some of the most lax laws, we're not even in the top 10 or even the top 20 uh, states in the United States that have the most gun violence. Um, I mean, Alaska is number one. Alaska. 
<laughs> wow. You know, it's number one in gun violence. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah. And and that's just, you know, crazy to me. But it's not – so the laws have absolutely nothing to do about it. It's education. It's respect for the firearm. It's knowing what to use it for. And it's knowing how to use it, right? So, of course, you know, if, if you know, gun violence is going to be – incredible, you know, in places that, that don't have good sources of gun education. And that's one of the things that the Defender Outdoors Shooting Center, where I work in Fort Worth, Texas, that's what we try to combat is we we want people to be educated. We want people to be safe. People who are gun owners, you know, the general gun gun owner community, the general license to carry of the CCW or the LTC community, we want people to be educated and we want people to know when the gun is a good tool and when it's not. And the left or or gun control activists want to all, to make us all out to be irresponsible rednecks that are just looking for reasons to shoot people, and that's not the case at all. Um, so we can only combat this with education, and we have to continually stand up, and we have to keep track of these people who are spreading these lies, and we can we continually have to continue we have to continue to shut them down with that. Now, thank you for mentioning that because I am. Um... <laughs> I failed in actually properly introducing you. So, Jerry Hutchins is the membership and events director at Defender Outdoor in Fort Worth, Texas. And so, thank you for for mentioning because I actually did not give the formal introduction, so I apologize. <laughs> but um, yeah, the education kind of like like you mentioned as far as Alaska being number one in gun violence. That's definitely something I didn't think about. For me, I I would think about you know. Illinois, because I think about Chicago, and um, mm-hmm. that's where I how I would, it's, you know, where I would go, because just from either just reading the news, but um, now let's kind of just to give everyone, I guess, kind of a brief description about what it takes as far as if you're purchasing a, a firearm. Uh, in the state of Texas, um, you have to obviously choose a firearm. When you buy it, you have to fill out uh, a document called a 4473, which is a questionnaire. It asks about your contact information. It asks whether or not you've ever been convicted. It even asks if you've ever had misdemeanors uh, for domestic violence, you know, things like that. And it is a, uh, if you lie, on that document, there are some serious legal consequences. The problem is that the actual conviction rate for lying on a 4473 is at or below 1%. Okay, so if we if we want the laws to work, we have to actually enforce our laws. Okay, and so we can't just go out and waste all this time making new laws if we're not enforcing the current law, right? So that's fail number one on laws preventing gun crime, okay? So uh, once the 4473 paperwork is filled out, you have to do what's called a NICS, N-I-C-S, background check. And when you do the NICS background check, the database will tell us uh, whether or not you can purchase that firearm. So if you have a felony, if you have a history of domestic violence, mental illness, a history of mental illness, uh, that's reported, that's on the record, then we can't do a firearm. And the participation rate from gun dealers is very, very high. 
I don't know any gun dealers. I don't know anyone that doesn't take that very seriously. Okay, and if you if you're selling guns to people who have mental illness, domestic violence issues, or are felons, you've got a problem, and the gun community will hold you accountable. So the participation rate on abiding by those laws by gun dealers uh, is very very high. So that's and that's that's how it's done. The problem that we've seen in this particular case is that things that were in this person, the shooter in Sutherland Springs, in his history, was not reported correctly. Okay, so if they're not reported correctly, they can't go into the database. The database can then then is not accurate, and then the gun dealer who's selling the gun to this individual has misinformation and thinks that they can sell the gun. So what we don't need is more gun control. What we don't need is more gun laws. What we need is to for for our government to do correct reporting. What we need is for our judicial system to do correct reporting in order to keep us, the gun dealer, from selling guns to people who don't need them. It's not about that. It's it's about what we already have working better. Now, one of the things that, I guess, as far as that attributed to, I guess, the information not being accurate is that the Air Force didn't turn over records. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's what I was wondering as far as, so, so this, so the guy he had a history of domestic violence, and this was yeah, yeah, this was during while he was in the Air Force, and then um he had a dishonorable discharge, and so so all all of that didn't get I guess didn't get released, so didn't get transferred to the to the FBI or to well who does it who does it go to supposed to. Well, he wasn't dishonorably discharged, from what I read. He just had um, he had bad conduct, right? Um, and and that's a that's a failure right there, right? So, in my opinion, if you are if you have bad conduct charges in the military for domestic violence, that needs to go on your record. That needs to go on your record. I don't know what necessarily constitutes dishonorable discharge in the military. Someone else would have to speak intelligently about that. But what I know is that if you are, if you have bad conduct charges in the military for domestic violence, that needs to be on your record. Because if it was, this could have possibly been prevented. Now, keep in mind that if someone wants to hurt someone, they're going to figure out a way to do it. Um, most gun crimes are committed with firearms that have been obtained by theft or through straw purchases. And what a straw purchase is, uh, is when someone will uh, coerce someone who can legally buy them into purchasing a gun for them, whether by force, manipulation, mind games, whatever. That's a straw purchase. And that does happen too. And those are really hard to prevent because we are, we're at the mercy of the next check. So, the point of this whole thing is that if someone wants to get a gun, they're going to get a gun. If they want to use it for something terrible or bad or revenge or whatever it is, they're going to find a way to get a hold of one, okay? We're not going to be able to 100% prevent that. So it doesn't make any sense to make it any harder than it already is for law-abiding citizens to be able to buy firearms so that they can defend themselves against this. But the one thing in this story that a lot of the gun control activists aren't talking about is the fact that that shooter was a bit, was shot and apprehended by a law-abiding gun owner. 
Mm-hmm. Shot and apprehended by a law-abiding gun owner before the police could even get there, right? They sprang into action as good people to help prevent any more death, okay? I think from this, I think from the other church shootings that have happened in the recent months, you're going to see a large increase in church security teams, and I think that's a great idea. Churches are a target. It's, it's an awful thing, but they are. Okay, there's a lot of religious fanatics out there. I think that this shooting in Sutherland Springs happened to be a domestic issue. Okay, but we need to be, we need to have the right, we need to continue actually to preserve the right for us to be able to defend ourselves against things like that. Because when it comes to active shooter scenarios, that's another thing that the gun control activists don't want to admit, is when it comes to active shooter scenarios, unless every single person in that vicinity is incredibly situationally aware, there's, there, it's going to happen. And it's not a matter of who's going to die. It's a matter of how many people are going to die. Someone is going to get injured. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's probably going to perish in an active shooter scenario. But we have to be able to respond to it, and we have to have the right to do so in order to prevent more deaths. This is just a horrible uh this is just a horrible reality of the world that we live in, and we're not going to erase it with more laws. Bottom line. Yeah, and you know, actually, I, um, when I first, I guess, posed that question, I did. I meant, I meant to say court martial. You read so much other stuff and going back in, like, okay, that's not true or whatever. Yeah, I meant to say court martial. And also, I was going to ask something else about as far as purchasing the firearm, but when you mentioned about churches and you know, now that there's a push to actually, you know, actually have some sort of whether an armed response or or something, or at least have a plan. And uh, unfortunately, you have a lot of churches that's kind of bought in, in into the whole gun control idea. And so you have some churches actually that, like Stephens in the state of Texas, you um, that have uh, no open carry, and even before then, they had no concealed carry. So unfortunately, a lot of these churches are are, are kind of buying into that whole um, gun control, um, you know, narrative as well. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change or not, but at least with the ones that are not, hopefully they are um, they can put together some sort of plan and being able to be more prepared whenever if something like this ever were to happen in their in their church. We've had we've had several churches reach out to us at the Defender Shooting Center in Fort Worth um, to help them come up with reaction plans uh, and to train people in their church who are going to be on their security teams. Any time that that something like this happens, you immediately see a surge in um, gun purchases, in training, uh, in particular. Um, you know, take the Orlando shooting for instance. Um, there was a surge in um, the lesbian and gay community, in the transgender community, uh, there was a surge in, in those people taking gun classes and getting concealed carry permits. Um, there was even a gun range in Florida that, that gave away free uh, concealed carry permits uh, classes to the lesbian and gay community. Um, the right to self-defense, the desire for self-defense, is it transcends party lines, it transcends race, gender, uh, it, it transcends any of that sexuality um, because we all have a right to live and we all have a right to 
um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, okay? Happiness is never guaranteed, but we have the right to pursue it, and we have the right to self-defense, and I don't really see that going away anytime soon because common sense just really has to prevail here, and I, the gun community and the 2A community, they will fight to continue to keep that right. And on our rights will end where other people's feelings begin. And this was a terrible tragedy. Um, a, a lot of people out there want to mock uh, the fact that, that people like to lift up uh, thoughts and prayers for communities when things like this happen. But, you know, we've, we've turned away from God in this country, and we need to get back to that. And we need to get back to remembering what this country was founded on and uh, have some common sense when it comes to situations like this. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. Nobody wants to say it, but I'll say it. Um, we live in a world where people die, okay? And we don't like it. Uh, we don't want people to die by gun violence. We don't want people to die from active shooters. But there's only so much that we can do to prevent that with law. And we have to start preventing it with action. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is to continue to have an armed society. Because if we take that away, it's only going to get worse. I would say media, entertainment, news media has done a masterful job in conditioning people to be afraid of not only being afraid of guns or even to also to be afraid of even having knowledge about guns to the point to where they they feel basically paralyzed to even consider any sort of self-defense and that they basically have kind of conditioned people to just look to the state for their protection. The only way to combat fear is through education. It's literally the only way, okay? You have to learn about what you fear so that you don't fear it anymore. Um, I, you know, we, we run people through training. We get people that come into the shooting center all the time that have just a terrible, paralyzing fear of firearms. And we are able to nine times out of ten combat that with effective education. 21% of our member base at the shooting center is women that are, they're training they're taking classes. They're putting into practice what they're learning. They're more confident. Um, they are they are not afraid to live anymore because they know how to defend themselves. And just because you know how to defend yourself doesn't mean that bad things couldn't happen to you. But you're putting the, an investment into your life and giving yourself your best chance, okay? The media and the government and the people who hold those positions want you to fear self-defense so that you don't rise up against them. That's what they want, okay? And people can say that that's a conspiracy theory, but that is, that is history, okay? The first thing that a tyrannical government will do is disarm their citizens, and we can't allow that to happen. Our government has to remember that their people can rise up against them at any time, and they better stay on track, and that's the whole point of this. So it almost makes me wonder if, if the government isn't, like, staging some of these terrible tragedies in order to get people to want to respond with more gun control. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it sure seems plausible that our government could be staging these things in order to make people fear firearms, get rid of them, pass more laws, make it harder for people to get firearms so that the government can keep us at bay. And that's not what we want. That's not what we want to be able to do. We were a country founded on liberty, and we should be free, and we should be free to defend ourselves, and we shouldn't have to depend on anyone else for our, for our self-defense. Well, amen. So, now, before I um, ask you about what's going on at Defender, um, I do want to kind of go back a little bit as far as when it comes to purchasing a firearm, because I know by 
And and just talking about that, I know someone that maybe is listening probably will say, well, what about the gun show loophole or what I or, or private sale? So can you kind of get into some of that as far as that procedure? The gun show loophole doesn't exist. Okay, so federal firearms dealers, FFL holders that go to gun shows have to do background checks at the gun shows. They can just do a firearm at a gun show. So they, there's paperwork, but they, they still have to fill out the same paperwork. They still have to do um, the NICS checks and everything at the, the gun shows. But here's what people are talking about. Here's what people are up in arms about. They're up in arms about private sales, okay? And private sales have absolutely nothing to do at gun shows except that sometimes people can do a private sale at a gun show. And, I mean, that's just something that hasn't ever been addressed in the law. Most people that do private sales are very careful um, about it because they know that there's a certain liability on them as the seller if someone does something bad with that firearm. Uh, it could come back and haunt them. In, in the state of Texas, and I've, I've got no reason to cover this up, uh, in the state of Texas, uh, private sales are not, they're not regulated really. Um, so I could, I could sell you one of my firearms and there's no paperwork really that needs to be filled out. Um, I can just sell you that firearm. But statistically, and this is the argument, is statistically most gun crime is not committed with private sale firearms. They're committed by firearms who ha- that have been stolen or been purchased through straw purchases. So private sales shouldn't even matter, you know. I mean, if they wanted to come in and, and, and make a law about that, I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't really agree that it should happen. I think it definitely stomps on a little bit of liberty. Um, but that's what people are now up in arms about. So they're grasping at straws here, trying to make arguments about things that statistically aren't even involved in gun crime, right? So um, the gun show loophole doesn't exist. That's another myth uh, that has been put out there by the mainstream media and, and gun control activists. It's private sales that they're worried about. And that statistically does not move the needle in gun crime at all. All right. I just want you to touch on that because I know someone definitely would bring it up. I mean, I heard that all day yesterday, actually. As I mentioned, you are the membership and events director at Defender Outdoors. So just want to ask you what's going on at Defender and what's coming up? Well, man, so much stuff. Um, We're super excited. You know, Black Friday is on the horizon. Um, So we're going to be having some pretty major blowout sales uh, on firearms, suppressors, uh, everything in the retail space. Um, training is going amazingly. Um, if you are curious about firearms and you want to get some good, safe, formal, trustworthy training, you're going to need to come to us. Uh, we are the best at what we do, uh, bar none, hands down. Um, and we offer everything from intro to handgun all the way up to advanced pistol. Uh, we have a 3,000-square-foot indoor ammunition house that you can actually do force-on-force training, real-life training, uh, the same kind that military and law enforcement gets to do and that's amazing because you get to you know actually have you see how you would react uh, in a situation of duress and actually practice scenario-based training which a lot of gun ranges don't let you do. Um, We have incredible events at Defender Outdoors. We have a lot of core events like Guys Not Out, Date Night, Uh, we have a ladies shoot and sip uh, where you get to come shoot guns, uh, have fellowship with your QA ladies, uh, eat some amazing hors d'oeuvres, and then after we shoot, we have a couple of glasses of wine and kind of try to solve problems. 
Um, we also have a really amazing new event that we're rolling out in December called uh, the Ladies uh, Machine Guns and Mimosas Brunch. Um, so we're going to eat some brunch. Uh, we're going to have a really great uh, menu uh, from Lettuce Cook, Foray on the Go, uh, which is local to Fort Worth, owned by Todd uh, and Natalie Brown. And they're going to cook us up some amazing brunch. Uh, we're going to go shoot machine guns. People can bring their own guns and ammo if they want to get their practice in on targets. Um, and then we're going to uh, introduce these ladies to the, the amazing world of full auto. Uh, and then uh, afterwards, we're going to have some mimosas and some fellowship. And it is already halfway sold out. It doesn't even happen for another month. Um, so we've got just a lot of really cool things, uh, you know, coming up for that. Um, we've got some really great range days coming up so people would be able to do some try before you buy, uh, which not a lot of ranges let you do. Uh, so we've got Ruger coming in this Saturday. Um, and then we've got Silencer Co. and Vergara uh, coming on the 18th of November. And then next month, uh, we're going to have a range day with Rock Island, who makes some of the best 1911s in the world uh, in Arms Corps. So, man, I mean, it's good to go to doshooting.com and, and, you know, click on our training calendar and tr click on our events calendar and kind of see what we have going on and then just make us a little part of your month uh, and, and get that practice in and continue to nourish that perishable skill. Yeah, you know, basically, Defend the Outdoor is awesome. Jerry is awesome. And, you know, so just check out Defend the Outdoor. And, well, also let everyone know as far as how to reach Defend the Outdoor or you on social media. Uh, we are on um, Facebook as Defender Outdoors Shooting Center. Uh, we have a brand-new uh, retail store as well in Argyle, so that's Defender Outdoors Argyle. Uh, I am Jera Hutchins, spelled J-E-R-A-H, last name Hutchins, H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S. Be sure to go and like my public profile uh, for all the latest news uh, and updates. Um, you can find us on Instagram as well um, at Defender Outdoors, um, and you can find us on Twitter at Defender Outdoors. All right. Well, Jerry, I appreciate you coming on again, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Ron. Yep, and thanks to Jerry for coming on, and thank you for for listening. We're pretty much at the end. Got one minute to go. Matter of fact, 40 seconds. Here we go. So, yeah, thanks, Jerry, for, for joining us, and, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all the same name, Trench Chat 24-7. Available on Google Play, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And on Thursday, we will have Hillary Kennedy with us. And that is a more of a upbeat interview. And hopefully, y'all will have as much fun as we did um, doing the interview ourselves. And until Thursday, we will chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700.
833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700.